We are live. Wow. It's live. <laughs> oh. All right. Thanks for that. There's our intro. <laughs> um, welcome to uh, the Angsty Book Society. Welcome. Hello. I'm Corey. I am Erin. And this voice is Kirsty. That is the voice of Kirsty. But not the physical body. She's not physically here um, at the moment. Floating. <laughs> floating above us. So welcome to the Angsty Book Society, where um, we haven't totally decided on what our mission is for this uh, podcast, but we wanted a space, I guess, to talk about books and stories and the way they make us feel things. A lot of things. If you read a book and then it sends you into a week-long depression that you cannot explain to your family and friends, <laughs> then this podcast is for you. We're here to share that loss with you. Something we deal with on the regular. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> Kirstie's just <laughs> nodding. And I'm like, <laughs> you're supposed to speak on a podcast. Nodding yeah. is not... I, I just, like, I can't <laughs> explain anything other than... Just the emotions that we go through after finishing something, and... If I could screenshot yeah. and show you the text conversation when Kirsty finished the book we are going to discuss later on, then it's you would understand. Utter sadness. We do have an Instagram, so maybe I will post it there when we upload yes. this thing. Yeah, so find us on social media. Um, I'm guessing it's Angsty Book Society on yes, Instagram. Erin is the Book Society. Social, social media guru here. Yeah. So I am. Uh, so, on to the book of the cast, uh, as we as it shall henceforth be known. Um, <laughs> Just decided in this moment. Yeah. Book of the cast. Book I'm, of the I'm down, yeah. No. Oh, all right. Book, book of, of the, the cast. Mind. Book of the cast. All right. That sounds um, magical. Right. Well, it does. It has like a whimsical quality to it, but it also kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's fine. We like things that way. On that <laughs> note, <laughs> our book of the cast for November was Heartless, and I feel quite heartless after reading it. Heartless by Marissa Meyer. Yes. That is. Yes. So, Heartless by Marissa Meyer. Uh, currently, the rating on Goodreads for this book is 4.06 out of 60,309 ratings. As of today is December 16th. Is it 1 to 5 rating? Correct. Yeah, out okay. of 5. So, Goodreads, if you don't know what Goodreads is, it is like an online social media network type website and app that lets you keep track of books that you've read, books that you want to read, um... And you can organize them in different shelves depending on, like, if you loved it, if you hated it, if you love the characters, whatever. Um, and just kind of, like, share how you feel. It's like this podcast, but on the internet. Um, so, I mean, a 4.06 seems like a pretty high rating to me. Um, and it's a Marissa Meyer, so if you're familiar with her work, um, she is also the author of The Lunar Chronicles. So Cinder and Scarlet and Crest and Winter, as well as the Renegades series. Um, Just like to throw it out there, most of the books we cover are probably going to be young adult. I mean... Not limited to, but it's mostly what we enjoy reading. Yeah. I mean, A little fantasy. A little magic. 
We like magic a lot. Dash of I'm dragons. here for whimsy and hope, and I do find Ooh, yes. that adult fiction can sometimes feel a little jaded, where YA fiction tends to feel a little bit more like the world is ending in the beginning, but by the end, things are all right. Like high school. Just okay. Like high school. Yeah. <laughs> by the end. And adult fiction is like college. Yeah. And then when you leave and you try and find a job. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna leave it there. Yeah. There's nothing out there for you. Just, just paying. Just open a good book and give up. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about Heartless from a friend, actually, who wa- actually had suggested that I read Cinder, which is the first book of the Lunar Chronicles that Marissa Meyer wrote. So I, being the frugal person that I am, went to the library to try to find it. But apparently she's a very popular author. It's very hard to get your hands on her stuff. So I actually ended up just like borrowing every audiobook from like putting them all on hold that I could get on hold for. And Heartless was the first one from this author, Marissa Meyer, that I was actually able to borrow. So that's how I ended up listening to this one first. Um, to be totally honest, I didn't like know what it was about going into it. I just was going based on how much my friend loved her other work. Um, so that's why I listened to it. So I went in like totally blind. I had no idea what I was getting into, um, which kind of made it better, but also made it that much worse. Yeah. It, like, made the good parts really good and the bad parts, like, really painful. So. Yeah, and then Corey told me to listen to or read Heartless. I don't have that much time to physically read a book, so I listen to a lot of them through the library or through Audible when I have a credit. (laughs) Not sponsored. Give us free credits. (sighs) Help. Um, I also went into it quite blindly. The only thing Corey told me was, you like Alice in Wonderland a lot, and this Mm -hmm. is set in that world, so you should listen to it. And I was like, you know what? I am going to listen to a book. And so I did. Went into it blindly, had no idea what was going on the first half of the book until one day, I, I don't remember what part of the book I got to, but I was just like, Oh my god, I think I know what character this is about and where it's going to go. And then from that moment, I was already heartless and heartbroken because I kind of, in my mind, figured out what the ending was going to be, but I didn't want it to happen. I was still hopeful that it was would change. So it was a really good read, I thought, or listen, from the beginning to the end. It didn't do what I wanted to, but I still, it made sense. It went with the rest of the Wonderland fandom, storyline, and everything. And yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I think I have the exact same beginnings to it, because Corey also approached me. And then I told you. And said, you like Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) Because I'm a big Lewis Carroll fan. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went ahead and also got it on an audiobook. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I drive a lot, so i got a lot of spare yeah. time. I'll play audiobooks, so I'm just bumping around in the house. Um, but yeah, I kind of, uh, I I guessed it immediately when Corey mentioned, like, part of the plot. Um, 
And I, I, when I started reading it, I, I was hoping there were some hints that maybe like it could change. And I was like, no, it's not going to change. But, um, yeah, it was, it was so nice, but it was a roller coaster of emotions and, um, just hurt me real deep because, um, you know, you just get attached like you do to Alice. So yeah, you just, you just hope Wonderland's going to be happy and sometimes it's not. Sometimes things just happen. Should we tell them the base of like, of the story, essentially? Like we could read the description, like the cover description yeah, yeah, or something. Let's, let we me... do not physically have a physical copy sitting in front of us. Borrowed it from the library. However, so. I was halfway through the book and already knew I loved it. So this is how I actually spoiled it for myself. I went to buy it physically on Amazon, and what I did was read that description. Just got a glimpse of it mm -hmm. as I was purchasing the physical hardback um, copy of the book. And I was like, holy shit, I just, now I know what's going to happen. And now my heart hurts. Everything hurts. Because I'm so in love with these characters, and now I know it's not going to work out how I wanted it to. It's not going to work out. So, yeah, oh, let's no. read a little description for you so you can be clued in, and maybe this will interest you, and you will want to also read this book. All right. So, long before she was the Terror of Wonderland, the infamous Queen of Hearts, she was just a girl who wanted to fall in love. Catherine may be one of the most desired girls in Wonderland, and a favorite of the unmarried King of Hearts. But her interests lie elsewhere. A talented baker, all she wants is to open a shop with her best friend. But according to her mother, such a goal is unthinkable for a young woman who can be the next queen. Then Kath meets Jest, a handsome and mysterious court joker. For the first time, she feels the pull of true attraction. At the risk of offending the king and infuriating her parents, she and Jess enter into an intense and secret courtship. Kath is determined to define her own destiny and fall in love on her terms. But in a land thriving with magic, madness, and monsters, fate has other plans. In her first standalone teen novel, the New York Times bestselling author dazzles us with a prequel to Alice in, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. So that's the plot synopsis from Goodreads. Um, I don't know that it's the one from the actual jacket sleeve of the book. I think it's similar to the one on Amazon. Is it? That's what I read and I was like, shit. No, no. <laughs> like, well, it's about the Queen of Hearts. Well, we know that she is heartless. So now the title makes sense and it all makes sense. <laughs> and we so, all just and There away. are some of our favorite characters in Alice in Wonderland do pop up in this book. You have oh, the and they're brilliant. Mad Hatter and the Rabbit. Yes, and they're so like... They're true to their characters that you kind of know from Lewis Carroll or, like, Disney's Alice in Wonderland, but they're not so different that they're unrecognizable or, like, that they play a different role in the lives of, and like, the, I guess, the world of Wonderland. Like, the Mad Hatter is still a Mad Hatter. Um, and, like, one of the best scenes in the book is when they go to... The tea party. Yeah, the tea party. Uh, this Mad Hatter really reminded me of the Tim Burton uh, Mad Hatter. I have, yeah. I haven't seen those. It's, in my opinion, it's not good. Oh, no. Hot I didn't take. watch the second one, but... And the second one was pretty atrocious, but I liked <laughs> the first, the first one. Was, one. Uh, you guys are mm. way more judgy about movies than I am. I That's loved true. all eight Harry Potter movies, and you two liked maybe half of them. 
Well. So I tell you, I go into movies I differently. Just, I don't compare them to previous ones or to the books. I, I just go in open-minded, and I enjoy them. I, I did not like them time. as much as I loved the... Yeah. As much as I loved, like, the Disney version or the book version, but I did like how they had a little bit more of that twisted, dark personality that they gave you in the Tim Burton's one because it gave... It made... Put, like, a twist on it that I kind of already yeah. imagined it having. Not to go too far and deep into movies, but I think I just really wanted it to be, like, more Tim burton creepy, and it had too much cheese in it. Yeah, cheesy. <laughs> and the whole Jabberwock thing just, so just burned me. So yeah. speaking of the Jabberwock, the Jabberwock is, like, I was reading through the Goodreads reviews on this book after I read it. One of the biggest, like points of contention that, like, a lot of the people on Goodreads who reviewed this, which, I don't, I don't read the Goodreads reviews until after I've actually finished a book, because people Spoilers. are not good at marking their spoilers. So, like, you'll end up reading something, and then you're like, there, there it goes. That was it. That was, that was the moment I didn't want you to tell me about. Um, so I waited until after I'd actually finished the book, but uh, one of the biggest points of contention that, like, a lot of the lower star reviews, which I, I gave this book five stars. So when I read some of the reviews were, like, two and one star reviews, uh, I wanted to know what it was. And a lot of people were really upset that the Jabberwock was in this novel and that the Jabberwock is not, like, a true character of Wonderland. Mm hmm And I just... Yeah. That's why I do think maybe she was inspired by... The Tim the movie Burton movie, oh. because that's why I think this Mad Hatter's character was a lot like that one. Yeah. Because I did watch those two movies, and they did have the Jabberwock. And that's why I didn't like the movie, because they had the Jabberwock, and it wasn't. So how did you feel about the Jabberwock being a featured character in this book, then? I didn't mind it in the book, because they had it, like, it made sense, and it was um, not necessarily, like... They already had kind of predetermined it was something they didn't believe existed. Okay. But they had hinted towards it, kind of like dragons. Sure. You know? Um, in other books where it's like, dragons once existed, but they don't exist anymore. Um, so it had, like, that feel to it, where um, the movie was so, like, outlandishly, like, I don't know. Just it just had... And I think it was everything. I think the Mad Hatter, like, upset me, too. It was just too much. But, I just um, did like how they were familiar, too. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, the Jabberwock, I know that character. Yeah. Well, that's what's, what's so fun about these, like, kind of, like, con like not contemporary, but, like, retell, like, modern, more modern-day retellings of, like, these old fairy tales and stuff, because they give, like, they breathe new life into these stories, but it's also, like, a little bit less work for your imagination, because you're like, I've met the Mad Hatter before. I've met the rabbit. I've met the king of hearts. You know? Yeah. Like, I can already picture kind of, like, what this person's voice sounds like, or what their man mannerisms mm -hmm. might be. Um, and I think just going back to the Jabberwock and Heartless, um, they still made it more, like, Marissa did a really good job of making it more, like, haunting instead of silly. I think that's the big yes. difference, is they, like, realistic in a, like, fantasy point of view. Yeah. Um, she did a really good job of that, so it wasn't, um, like, the movie where it was just all cheesiness and Johnny Depp doing some weird jig at the end. <laughs> oh my god, that was 
still stu- it's so it stupid. Makes my cheeks burn. How like embarrassed I feel when I like watch it. But no, Meyer does do a really good job of like kind of world building for this story, even though this is a you know something that like probably most most people our age like grew up either watching the Disney version or the Tim Burton versions of the movie or like reading the stories. The Lewis Carroll adapt or not adaptations. He invented it. Uh, reading the, the Lewis, <laughs> reading the Lewis Carroll uh, like original content for Alice in Wonderland. I think she still does a really good job of putting us into this world of you know Wonderland and white roses and tea parties and um, kind of describing like all the cool dresses that Kath, the main character, mm-hmm. wears. Uh, one of my favorite things in the book was all of the food descriptions. Oh, yeah. I had to stop myself, like, probably twice at least and, like, go make cookies or something. Just, like, reading the recipe. The baking. Yeah. Yeah. All the things. I don't know what it was if I was just always sitting in traffic, like, going to or from something, and I was just pissed because (laughs) the more the book went on, the more she wasted time talking about this food it started to piss me off. I was like, okay, great, but I would like to know what happens with Jess now, so why are we over here explaining this pumpkin pie cake crap? I would yeah. like to know what's going to happen next. See, I kind of wanted her to talk about food more, because for as much as she said it was her passion and her life's work, like, she didn't do enough of it to convince me that it was. Well, she wasn't allowed to do enough of it! I don't know. I felt like a page and a half worth of descriptions of a pumpkin cake, like... I that's too much. They just never, like, talked about her cooking, like, actually in the kitchen cooking, except for, like, one and a half times. Yeah. I think that was my thing of, like, her act of, like, actually, like, baking was not there. Yeah. action. Yeah. We'll add more bake scenes, okay. More bake scenes. More baking scenes. Next time we'll have the (laughs) Wonderland's great When Tim Burton makes the movie. (laughs) 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 That's, like, why the king liked her, was... The only reason. Because she yeah. made really her. good pastries. And that was her Which supposed is, to be her talent, and it just, like, I just wish a hint of it, like, happened more throughout. Yeah. Because it kind of, like, there's a point where it was a big deal, and then it stopped. And then they kind of reference, like, one thing over and over, but it, she never, like, talks about baking after that point. You know what I mean? Other than... The shop she wanted. But I'm sure... She doesn't bake anymore. When all that devastation occurred, they weren't thinking about it. Yeah. I think like, the last, like, couple chapters <laughs> of the book... Bake. Towards the last part of the story, we're more focused on, like, the love part of the story and figuring out that situation. Yeah. Um, that that kind of becomes, like, a subplot. But, I don't know. I, I definitely had to stop myself a couple times. Like, I need... I think I need a cookie. So, what did you guys think of Kath? Like as a character, do you want to be upset first, or do you want to be upset should we first? enter the spoiler zone? Yeah, because it's going right. to bring up too much. <laughs> I, so you should have um, read the book if you're at this point. Yes, please. So if this is um, this, you're entering the five star spoiler zone. So if you've reached this point, I would suggest that you go ahead and skip on down towards the end. Um, we can talk about some TVR stuff. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive right in now. So, um, Kath is stupid. 
So what, she seemed nice, happy, lovely in the beginning. Then when I realized that she was the future Queen of Hearts, I was like, okay, something bad is going to happen to her. But she did this to herself. Yeah. She acted like she wanted to be different and break the rules and live her own life. But she let everyone's judgments and ideas of what her life should be run her life. She yes. was like, I'm going to do this bakery, but oh shit, my best friend just stabbed me in the back. So I'm going to run away with the man I love, but oh no, she might die. I need to go back and save this backstabber because she was my fake friend. That and was like, now I'm going to be mad that she lived. Now I'm mad. Now she's alive. <laughs> I'm mad she lived. It just, it makes, the thing she did made no sense. Like, you either need to commit to wanting to change your life and be free to do whatever you want, or just do what your mom and dad told you and marry the king and forget about Jest, which you couldn't do. But I think that's what makes her, like, horrifically real as a person. Yeah. And it's just, like, watching somebody just make terrible choices over and over again, and you know if they would have just, like, stuck with what they wanted to do and just gone through the heartbreak of, like, disappointing the people in their life. They would have been very happy in the end. Oh, That's those, probably why yeah. she's so relatable. Because we're thinking of all the times. Yeah, that no, we I'm did like, that. I I feel her, but I pissed at her. Yeah, like, like why couldn't you've done this for me? Her yeah. inability to like be a decisive person is like exactly what led to her downfall in the end. And I remember like. There was a scene in the book where she's, like, walking through the garden and she's, like, talking to the king and Jess is there and they're all together and she's, like, trying to figure out in her mind, like, how she can, like, kind of manipulate the situation to end how she wants it to. Yeah. But she's not, like, actually willing to do anything differently than what she's mm -hmm. doing already because, like you said, <clears throat> she's so frozen in this, like, fear that she's going to disappoint her mom or she's going to disappoint her dad or... Her bakery thing's not going to work out with Marianne. Like, her... All of her wants as a person are conflicting, and she doesn't want anything enough to, like, focus on one of yeah. those things. She just kind of keeps going after everything, and then just doesn't do anything about anything. Well, I think what's... Yeah, I think going off that, like, she's the most, like, indecisive person, um, and she's just waiting, like... She's expecting everybody to be a mind reader, and she's waiting for something to happen that she doesn't ever have to make a choice. And yes. throughout the entire book, oh. she just keeps waiting until somebody else, like, conveniently makes a choice for her. And then when she finally gets to make a choice, towards the end, it's the worst one she could have ever made. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, she's waiting for... And she knew better, and she's been, like, trusting these people, and they've been, like, taking the wheel on everything. And so life's finally starting to go... <laughs> where it should go, and then she decides, like, you know what, even though they said this, and even though they interpreted all these things, I'm just gonna ignore that, because, like, I just believe nothing bad can happen, because it's me, and then... I believe a lot of yeah. that on her dad. Yeah. Because her dad, the whole time, oh, yes, I just want you to be happy, and then when she tells her dad what she wants to do to be happy, mm -hmm. he, complete opposite, throws a fit, tells her yeah. she can't do that, completely says the exact same thing her mom kept saying. Like, what the hell's wrong with him? And they didn't explain why he said that, really. They just were like, 
Oh, I support you. Do what you want. Never mind. You have to marry the king. Nothing else will make me happy. When before I told you your baking did make me happy and I only wanted you to be happy. It's because they want money and titles. I just wanted to keep that. Ugh, yeah, stupid. she's infuriating. Nobility. She really is. And it's hard because you you really can see, like, a lot of, I don't know, like, I could see a lot of myself in Kath. Like, yeah. you know, you don't want to let your family down. You don't want to let your friends down. You have, like, goals in your life that aren't romantically related. But then, like, you know, maybe you do have a person that you care about. Like, these are all really realistic things that, like, are easy to imagine or, like, put yourself into her shoes but then she just does nothing about anything. Like, she depends on everyone else to make choices for her or figure out how to do things for her. Like, Marianne is the one who mm -hmm. is figuring out all of the financial stuff for a bakery and where the location would be and all this stuff. But Marianne doesn't have any money. No. Like, Marianne nothing. is completely dependent on Kath's ability to, like, either come up with this money or win this baking contest or... Ask her dad for her, uh, was it her dowry? Yeah. yeah. Her, like, so when Kath actually yeah. starts doing that, Marianne starts backing away. I was like, oh, maybe not. I didn't think we could actually do that. I thought we were just dreaming. I didn't think it would actually happen. Well, it is. Like, a, so then yeah. that's the first time Kath starts losing well, even with just, more of her confidence. Because yeah. she was ready to say, like, tell her parents. And then Marianne I, said that, and she was like, fuck, like, we could do this, but now you're saying, well, no? The hard thing about that is, like, Kath waited so long to do that. She waited until, like, she, like, basically her parents saw no other options. It's like, oh, the king wants to marry you, so now you're just going to marry the king. When, if she just would have asked, like, ahead of time at the beginning of the book, or yeah. at least when her and Marianne were, I guess, like, of age to have a bakery, that could have been a possibility for them, and Mary Ann had been planning all these, like, financial plans and business plans and stuff, and Marianne was putting herself on the line, and then Kath was just like, oh, but I could never ask my family, like, like, we can just, like, keep talking about it, and then, okay, now when things are on the line, I'll finally ask, but she's kind of had to make Mary Ann wait and do all this work, so. I don't know, Mary Ann kind of struck me as, like, a mooch. Like, Marianne yeah. was, like, definitely, like, kind of, I don't know, I felt like she was egging Kath on and, like, always trying to help Kath bake and, like, inspire her to do, like, to win the contest and all this stuff because, mm -hmm. like, it aligned with what Marianne wanted, but not necessarily always aligned with what Kath wanted. And it's hard to say that because Kath did, does, like, does talk about wanting a bakery and does talk about wanting to do all these things, but Marianne is the one who's, like, pushing and, like, nagging about it, and I just, and then it, Marianne, man. I agree and don't agree with that, because I think, uh, I think Marianne does put herself on the line, because she's just a maid, like, and I think just being friendly with Kath in general is, like, a no-no, so for them to be friends for that long and plan those things is one thing I just don't like when, in the end, like, she just changes her mind, and she's like, oh, I thought we were just, like, dreaming about this, and all of a sudden when we can right. get help, I don't want it. Yeah. And I'm not going to do this with you anymore. But what makes me angry is Kath just, like, gives up on it. Yes. She's like, oh, my friend's not in it, so I just can't do this dream anymore. It's like... Oh, she totally just throws it in the fucking bucket. Yeah, Marianne it's like, no, up. it was Kath's dream in the very beginning. Like, Marianne was just at least there to 
like, help and assist if she wanted to, but overall, like, Kath's the one baking, she's the one with the talent. The money. Yeah, and Marianne just, I assume she didn't want to continue, like, if she had another option to, like, work with her best friend and run the business part of it, like, I'm sure she would pick that over being her maid, but... Um, in the such... end, it was Kath's dream, and I just don't... Like, it makes me angry that after Marianne was like, oh, I thought we were just dreaming, which is, like, just frustrating and terrible, and I think she's an awful person, and she should have died, but... <laughs> <laughs> no mercy. I don't think, like, Kath should have just, like... That's the thing with her, like, just wanting other people to take the wheel, and, like, she gets the reward of it throughout the yeah. entire book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like, I mean, Marianne and Kath, like, the stakes are so different for those two characters. Yes. Like, if the bakery doesn't work out for Marianne, like, she can her just life... go back to being a maid. Right. Like, probably nobody change. wants to be a maid. Yeah. But her life doesn't change that much. Yeah. But, like, if Kath disappoints her family and, like, doesn't marry the king or, you know, loses her dowry money or, like, you know, whatever, like, the stakes are way higher for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for her to be as indecisive as she is, you just want to, like... Shake her. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt towards... She... I... It... It's hard to become so entrenched in a book when the main character is so... I don't... I would say she's not likable, but she's so frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she is likable, though. Like, I think it is that thing of, like, she just reminds you of, like, yourself and other people and you just want what's best for them. And if you could just, like, you know what they want in life, and it's like, just go do it. Like, even if your parents say no, just, like... Be happy. You'll be happy, and they'll get over it eventually. It may take a while, and if they don't get over it, like, that's not... You don't need them. Yeah, it's like, you don't need that. Like, because you, I mean, you're already not happy, so it's just, like, you may as well just attempt, like, the bakery and being happy... And, like, figuring that out and just, like, losing your parents for a little bit. And, I mean, if worse happens, like, it doesn't work out, then is that beg the... for their forgiveness and, you know, hopefully <laughs> get back in. Is that, like, the takeaway from this book for you? Like, do what makes you happy and everyone else will catch up? I, I guess to an extent it is. Because, I mean, like, it's either, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, if it, if people in your life, like don't enhance it, then just move on, because how else are you going to live with yourself? Yeah. It's like, Jess made her happy, the bakery made her happy. Let's talk about Jess yeah. before oh ready, because he was like the main reason I read, Ugh. or listened, I didn't read it, I yeah. listened to the book. Because um, yeah, it just, I talked about how I didn't really care about the baking as much. I still liked it. I was still listening to it, but once their relationship started to grow and I was more interested in him, then I wanted to listen to it more. It wasn't just in the car when I had time. It was sneaking in five minutes here or there at work or staying up an hour late or listening to it (laughs) and laying in bed for a half hour in the morning when I need to get up and shower. And falling asleep when I'm (laughs) listening to the end of it and then waking up in the morning realizing that I did not listen to the last half hour because I fell asleep and then I got to rewind and go all the way back. Do it all over again. And and still be upset and then go to my pole class devastated. (laughs) Just 
I'm pretty sure uh, I drove there in silence because I didn't want to listen to anything. Music didn't make me happy. I think I was... Podcast didn't make me happy. Another book. Nothing. So, like, Jess was that character for me that, like, first of all, his yellow eyes. Like, that was, like, probably one of my favorite parts of, like, his character description was, like, he sounds like a very beautiful person. Yeah. Uh, and I love the addition of, like, the Jester hat. I don't know why. It just was kind of, like, fun, and I loved that he always had it on, and he always had his raven with him, and he just visually, like, in my mind, was a very cool character. Um, it's kind of, like, a refreshing, yeah. cool character. He wasn't, like, I don't know, he wasn't super, like, stereotypical. Yeah, he wasn't, like, this what I thought mm-hmm. he was going to be. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what he was going to be. Yeah, like, he wasn't, like, a brooding bad boy. Yeah. He wasn't, like, this overly handsome, like, perfect guy, like, he's a court jester, and he very much is still a court jester, but, like, he's still written in a way that he makes sense as a love interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he was just, like, independently, like, confident and talented and knew he was talented, so that boosted his confidence, and he was just, like, like calm, cool, and collected. Yes. And wasn't trying to prove himself at all. And I think that's the biggest thing was, like... Ah. Yeah, he was just, like, he wasn't trying to prove himself. He just was. We didn't mention that the Cheshire is also in this. Oh, my god! And referred to as Cat's Cat because he hangs around their manor or house or whatever a lot. But I was just going to say, when Cheshire tells Cath, just, you know, you can have your cake, you can also eat it, Mm -hmm. marry the king... But date Jess. Have your guy on the side. You know, do it. And, like, yeah. her and Jess were both like, no, we don't want that life. We want either each other or to be miserable forever. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, but I kind of like that, too, because neither of them, like, they both, when Cheshire said that, they both kind of like, no. It's like, we can We do would that. never do that. But I also can't make a but decision then, like, for myself. But, like, but that still sounds great. I'll dream about doing that. That was, like, the most... But I can't hurt the king, even though the king is stupid. The king is... That's the thing is, like... That's another thing. It's, like, if you weigh... It... I don't... I think my thing is, like... I don't see how Jess was ever, like, not insulted all the time. Right. Because she's just like, oh, I can't hurt the king's feelings. And it's, like... But he'll get over it. Eventually, again, he'll just get over it because he's the king and he can marry whoever he wants. After that, because and we already know he's him. not going to murder anyone or yeah. start a freaking war. And he's he'll like just a nice person. Party to make yeah. himself forget about it. Yeah, he'll pretend like it didn't happen and that he wasn't rejected, and be like, you know what, I rejected her. And then, like, she just says no to the king, respects the person she actually loves. Mm-hmm. And runs away with him and opens a bakery with him and not Marianne. Fucking Marianne. Fucking Marianne. So many problematic characters in this book. So little time. Yeah, yet we like, loved this Ugh. book. We I just promise I had to hate them all. Uh, the king was particularly hard for me because he was like such a coward. No, and I just wanted to scream at him. He didn't want to do anything about the Jabberwock. All he wanted to do was have parties and like eat cake. And she was the one who brought that up, Kath. And everyone yeah. said Kath was too opinionated. And, like, the king did not like that she was opinionated, but then he did like that she was opinionated. 
think he also liked her because everybody else liked her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she was just like, I don't know, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, she's a wild horse and he can tame her. (laughs) (laughs) But she's also not wild enough to leave the kingdom. (laughs) I do think that that was like a lot, like a big part of the like allure there. Or she's just pretty. She's the prettiest, like, maybe. she's pretty, yeah. and she makes wonderful desserts. And I like to eat. And I like to eat. Mm-hmm. You know. That's about it. And the lobster dance. The, oh, man. I forgot about And I'm a hideous lobster, and she's a beautiful, beautiful queen. Um, yeah, I just... She just, like... I think her trying to, like, be nice to everybody and respect everybody actually made her, like, disrespect, like, everyone because she wouldn't say anything to anybody's face. Yeah. And that's what got her in the end. So, so let's talk about that end. Yeah. Um, I was hoping... So, like I said, I came into this book pretty blind. Uh, new to Marissa Meyer. I hadn't, like, read anything by her at all. I, personally, I like, I've enjoyed Alice in Wonderland, but I'm not the fan of Alice in Wonderland that Aaron and Kersey are. So for me, it was a little, a little easier maybe to like imagine that the story might end differently than it was headed. Yeah. Uh, so like at this point, like I realized like, okay, Kath, the King of Hearts, like he wants to marry her make her the Queen of Hearts. I've seen the Disney version of Alice in Wonderland. I know who the Queen of Hearts is and she's not, mm-hmm. she's not the good guy. Um, but I, you know, was hoping that like somehow they would be able to like, make it through to chess or something and escape. Uh, and I, up until the very last, like, sentence of this book, I was, like, hoping that somehow it was going to turn around and... and That's the last sentence. Uh, Isn't the last sentence, like, off with your head? Or something yes. Like yeah. Ah, so many heads <sighs> roll in the end of this book. And the first... I don't know. This is kind of enlightening for me. Um, I assumed you saw the Tim Burton movie, so I remember talking to you about how that one, how the White Queen and the Red Queen are supposed to be sisters, and I was Mm -hmm. like, how does that happen when she's over here, and the other one is over there, and there is a Red Queen? How does she, like, and she, and we know Kath is an only child, so... It really didn't make any sense to me. So I was like, okay, well, it's its own storyline, so that's not yeah, that. separate. But that's what I was still hoping in my head, is she oh. got to go through... She was going to make it to chess, and she was going to become... She was still going to become the queen somehow. I was just hoping she was going to make it to chess. Yes. And not and that Jess was not going to... I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't going to die, even though the second I realized... The second I spoiled it for myself and read that she was the Queen of Hearts, I knew Jess was going to die, and then she was going to become heartless. all the premonitions were right. Which is, there's the whole book right there for you. I think my alternate end of her not being the Queen of Hearts would have been, at first second, I was like, maybe her mom will become the Queen of Hearts. Oh, fuck, I would have. Oh, yeah. Because her mom in the very beginning was like, her mom was much red. And I was like, yeah. Cool, it's her, it's not Kath. And then I was like, right. Oh, no, it's Kath. That would have been cool because then you would have got to see, like, Kath, like, trying to escape her mom. I remember texting Corey and I was like, I don't know who this Kath is, but I love it. I have no idea who she is. In this, yeah. in this world yet. Like, she's yeah. kind of cool. Cheshire's here. Yeah, like, maybe she was another character and yeah. she wasn't actually... That's what I was hoping. Yeah. yeah, she definitely felt like 
invented. Yeah. Um, yeah, I oh, thought either been... the mom would have been turned into the Queen of Hearts because she wanted it so bad. That would have been... And used her daughter yeah. to kind of get through. Or um, that the king would have died and Kath would have just taken over um, the kingdom. Okay. And instead of, we like, going to the, like, uh, chess with the... And becoming the queen over there. Yeah. Because I was like... Well, then I was also thinking, the red and white queen, are they different than the queen of hearts? Is like, is the queen of hearts not also the red queen? Is it separate? So then that... Yeah. This kind of makes it sound like, yes, they are separate. They're not the same. Well, but I was trying to make sure, like, oh, she's going to go to chess and become that red queen. But then I was like, but they're not saying the queen of hearts. They're just saying yeah. the red queen. Yeah, and I thought that was weird because yeah. they, they wanted her to go to chess, even though they already had a queen, to become another right. queen. Well, right. Queen just for... So I yeah, thought that was, was like, like what was going they just to happen. get rid of that queen because she's weak? Like, why would you keep a weak queen? Like, that would just become a rebellion. Because you got to replace your weak queen with your strong queen. But then they were saying, like, then the other queen could take back over. That's why I was like, maybe she yeah. will become the white queen and the, yeah. a different person will become the red queen, a.k.a. That's her mother. That's what I was thinking, too. And they will yeah. it out. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I think Kat's mom, like, as an alternate endgame villain for this story, like, I didn't think that while I was reading it, but yeah. you talk about it now. Yeah. Like, that, She's I would have totally been be a terrible, awesome villain. Yeah. And that would have been, like, I cool, hated her so we much. get everything Already. we want. And she's the terrible Red Queen. Mm -hmm. And the Red Queen from, like, traditional Alice in Wonderland is, like, awful. And you imagine her as this, like, I don't know, like, Cinderella's, like, stepmother. Yeah. And that's basically how she described her in the book Heartless. That's as, how, like, almost yeah. Cinderella's stepmother. And you're like, wow, what a terrible person. Like, yeah. oh, maybe she's the queen. Like, of hearts, and this is how this is gonna go. And it's like... You just keep reading further, and you're like, no. No, they're <laughs> going to make my heart break instead. But what a transformation. Yes. Uh, so, coming into this book not knowing, like, a whole lot about Alice in Wonderland, especially, like, at the end, like, I genuinely, up until, like, maybe the last six chapters, did not realize that Kath was going to become Ugh. the Queen of Hearts. Like, the one... Glad that, you didn't spoil it for yourself oh, like we did. It was I was hard. like, that sounds terrible also. Yeah. Now. Uh, so, uh. watching her, like, spiral down kind of, like, into this madness was both fun, but also heartbreaking, and I kept waiting for somehow... Something She to would happen. go to the sisters and, like turn back time and, like, give him a shoe or something, and everything was gonna be alright. No, they just wanted her freaking heart, too. It's like when you are dreaming about something, and your dream doesn't go, like, the way you want, and you're kind of half awake, and you're like, I'm just gonna change it. Yeah, I'm just gonna go back to yeah. sleep and change and it. And this book is, like, everything you would kind of dream about, but, like, towards the end, you're like, no, I need to change it. Like, wake me up, let me be half awake, I <laughs> yeah. need to change this. So I can make it, it stop. Please. Um... No, because I think it is, like, I think it's still, like, even if you kind of know what's going to happen, it's still, like, awful. Because it, it just, you don't want it to be that way. It's just terrible. Um, I just want to yeah. point out that you were hugging the dragon, and now you have this other stuffed animal in your arm. It's, it's a, a dolphin. dolphin. Oh, it's a dolphin. It was okay. a much, he's wide, the dragon was a little rounded, so. Yeah. We are in a very cozy room. On a cozy bed. Well, I'm on a chair. They're on a cozy bed. 
with stuffed animals and blankets and pillows. Oh, the candle. We've got a bookshelf of books. What yes, candle do we... I was going to talk about the candle at the end, and I was going to post a picture. And okay. We can we'll talk wait. about it now. We can just... it's, I mean, it seems like an appropriate This is a burn. very jumbled up podcast as it is right now, <laughs> so we're just going to let it go for, go it for it. Setting the vibe this evening. Who did you say these candles are Frostbeard Studio. Frostbeard Studio. We have this book lover's soy candle collection. The one we are smelling burning this evening is reading at the cafe and it is a mixture of coffee and chocolate pastries so if you would like to check them out you can also get that candle we're not sponsored but if you want to smell chocolate brownies and be in the same vibe we are right now go for it it seems like an appropriate burn for this book since yeah I don't know. Corey I also has like one, two, three, four, five others. So we can like switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we, tell you about the we next chose candle. that one out of all six. So it was a good one. Thanks. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. Enjoying it. Um, do you have any last minute we, thoughts on this? We're I at mean, 50 do we minutes. just? Yeah. Do we just want to like really quick talk about like Mad Hatter and the Rabbit and um, Cheshire? Yeah, yeah. Like those characters and Jess again because I think we didn't talk. We didn't talk about, about Jess enough. We didn't talk about the Raven. Also about <gasps> I Raven. Raven. I also I referred to you about how he becomes her. Uh, the executioner. The executioner, oh, and yes. I was like, I, that. This totally makes me look at their relationship in the movie differently. Before yeah. realizing Corey apparently has never watched that movie. And Kirstie hates it, but whatever. I have seen a lot of things. I just <laughs> want them to redo the movie with this book in mind now. I want them to make this book a movie. I want them to cast all of us as some. I would be. A I would like part. to be in it. I would be. I would be. I would, um, I want to be three. the turtle. <gasps> oh my the god! Hair. Oh, Apologized to him. No, and she just yeah, never something about a mock turtle ever yeah. again in his life. And she reads about mock turtle soup, and it's like she never ate mock turtle soup again. It's like you should just be vegan. <laughs> there are so many characters uh, in this book that get such a short end. Not of enough the time stick. to talk about all of them. But okay, <sighs> Jess then loves Jess. I loved everything about him. Hands do we up. check? Funny. Do we check. feel like they deserved each other? Oh, I don't know, but I, I know. liked them. I want, yeah, I, I wanted, wanted them to be to together. Be. I didn't know if it was going to last. I didn't want it to end like that. Yeah. So abruptly and quickly, just a. I think I just like pointless murder. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pointless. Peter. Just like stupid Peter, pumpkin eater. Freaking hate you, the pumpkin eater. Keeper. Could keep anybody. Just chopping off heads. Yeah. I loved Jess as a character. He wasn't, like, this overly gushy, romantic, like, yeah. kind of perfect book boyfriend trope. I think that's why I liked him, because he'd back off. You know? He was respectful. Yeah. I think that's what burns me so much, is, like, he was such a good person and such, like, like respectful of her, and he respected her so much. And respected all of his friends so much. And the one thing they told her not to do was go through the doors. And she didn't listen And instead to him. of, like, just 
trusting them because they've steered her right the entire time, she decides to do her own thing. The one decisive thing that she does. Well, in and Matt book. and the Hatter, yeah, he, he hated her pretty much the whole time. Yeah, and he was, was willing still... to give her chances, but part of me thinks he might have seen he's gone through that. Like, the sisters and the whole mm-hmm. wall, whatever yeah. that's called, tunnel the thing. Door yeah, yeah. The door. he's gone through it so many times, he might have seen this e- ending. He mentions it. Yeah, so, like, I'm thinking maybe he... But it did, wasn't until he mentioned it that it kind of dawned on me that maybe that's why he didn't like her most of the time. Yeah. He was like, you're going to break his heart pretty much, or you're going to be his end. The you're going to be the reason why we all end up like this. Yeah. But really, I mean, like, I wish they would have just, like... But she started to, like, change, and he uh, thought, no, it's she's going to change the ending. Yeah. She gave him false hope. Yeah. And that pissed me off, because the matter doesn't need any more false hope. No, because he was just trying to live his life, too, and I just wish they would have grabbed her... Yeah. And forced her through the door and just made her mad for, like, that one I second. I just told her it wasn't real, and they were just playing mind games, and to ignore yeah. it, if she would have just... Listen. Because that's the rest of the forest. I mean, like, it's just tricks and mind games. Right. But it's, like, the one time they just, like... Ugh. But, yeah, he didn't deserve that. And I think no, he Jess's did not ending was just, like... It, I think it was awful because it was just, like... Poor Raven did not deserve that. It was so either. random and terrible. And I think the whole time I thought it was going to be Raven who did it. And I think they kind of led yeah, they kinda, everybody to believe they that. They led it to believe that Raven was going to murder him. And then when I was just like screaming. But I feel like if no! Raven was with no! him, he, that wouldn't have happened. But they made yeah. Raven back off because even Raven was like, oh yeah, it does look like me. Mm-hmm. So he was staying away. And they hinted about it in the very beginning when he finds her in the grass in the gardens. Yep. Ugh. Overall, Marissa Meyer does a fantastic job of, like, (laughs) writing this ending, and, like, it's so devastating and so miserable, but you can't put it down, you can't look away, and, like, by the time the story was over, and she, like, tells him to cut down the tree, I could see the Queen of Hearts forming, and, like, the rose is red, like, it starts to make sense, and, like, you understand why, like off with their heads is, like, the Queen of Hearts tagline. Like, she gets this... It's, like, the whole time she's, like, this really indecisive character who, like, doesn't totally know what she wants. She wants too many things. Where at the end she's realized how much she's lost. And, like, you have all of these really strong motivators Mm -hmm. that, like, have turned her into this, like, kind of horrible person. She's just constant revenge. Yeah. It makes so much sense, though. It's, like, the opposite of, like, satisfying. Like, I wasn't happy that it happened. Yeah. But it made sense. I I think it just hurt me because it's, like, they set out on this other quest to, like, save Chess. And then, like, even that, like, not only did Heart suffer, but, like, Chess suffered, too. Yeah, Chess is still at war. They're still... Yeah, like, no one got a happy ending. No. Because she went through that gate. Fucking Marianne. I mean, not even the king got a happy ending. He didn't even really want to marry her anymore at that point. She kind of was just like, this is what you wanted, so now it's happening. Yeah. I'm kind of... And not even her parents. They were like, you don't have... They fucking said, you don't have to do this. And she was like... It's too late. "Um, It's too late. You already ruined my life, parents. I think that was what was, like, satisfying about it, at least, was, like, all the people who wanted these certain things from her, she turned into a terrible person. They were like... Yep. 
uh, we actually don't like you like this. And she's like, you know what, this is what you're getting. You all did this to me. You made me. Like, I'm going to make you all just as miserable as I was. So, like, yeah. that was satisfying. Where yeah. The, like, nobody wanted satisfying. to be around her, and they were all scared of her. So, I do see the, the good feeling she may have got from that. I was like, this that. is why they all stick around the queen, because they remember Kath. They uh-huh. remember her as she was. And they have to look and the guilt. Yeah, and they stick around, because part of them still cares about her, mm-hmm. but they aren't doing anything about it. She's now the queen of hearts. They don't want to be around her, but they stay around, kind of thing. Because they made they her that choice. way. Yeah. So yeah. they're just full they're stuck of with her. guilt. Yeah. Beautiful Basically, and awful. I need a follow-up to this book. Right. I was pissed when I mm-hmm. looked up to see if there was a sequel, and there was not. But I, know, I guess the sequel is, is, is... I thought maybe they would talk about chess, but I'm like... It's just Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. But she got, like, the reason she probably hasn't done it is because she doesn't want to write another Alice in Wonderland and no one wants to read yeah. another there's one. Because there's Alice so Wonderland. many. So she was like, I can't do it. So, but um, Yeah, maybe she could do like pre-chess um, war. Yeah, like in chess. Like, like before. before the war happened. And then it can end where they send Jess and the Mad Hatter out. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Prequel, prequel. Done. And then, time travel. Time travel. And then the doctor shows up. Time travel is always an option. And they fix. The TARDIS. Yeah. And they change it all. And he says, no, no, no. Don't go save Marianne. Yeah. And then it all happens again and he's the Mad Hatter. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. (laughs) It all makes sense. Just dies in another horrific way, and you try to put them back together with your hands. Oh, God, my heart. That hurts me. Okay. All right. Well, what what is in everyone's TBR piles? So my goal next year is to read fifty books total. Um, I did twelve last year, and then I doubled it this year, and I added one because I like the number twenty five better than twenty four. It felt more like complete I don't know so it's like two books a month and one to grow on um so next year I'm going to double it again and I'm going to do 50 but on my I have a bunch on my TBR list right now um but right now I have Throne of Glass by Sarah J Mass, Carry On by Rainbow Rowell um Seafire by Natalie C Parker a Gentleman's Guide or The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by uh, let me look at the cover um Mackenzie Lee and then, um, super behind on this one, but this is one, like, I've got to get on, um, The Six of Crows by Leah Bardugo, um, which I hear nothing but, like, fabulous things about. Um, so, those are the ones that are, like, on my, my must-read in the next, like, month, hopefully. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get through 50 books this year, but I am going to be counting audiobooks. So, anything I listen to, like, on the, in the car or at work will be included. I would count it. I don't yeah. think it, like... I have to count it. Yeah. Well, I don't think it makes it, like... I don't think it takes away from the book. I think it just depends, like, if you don't mind the person who's reading it. Yeah. So, yeah. what about you? TBRs. Uh, I just have a couple. 
handfuls of things, but I have a bunch of books at my house that I just need to, like, I've bought over the years and I haven't read, and I do want to just get through those before I just put, like, new and new books over it, but, um, I do have One of Us is Lying that you gave me. Um, I have American Gods, because I started that by Neil Gaiman, um, and I, it's one of those I started reading, and it's a slow beginning, and I just put it down, and I didn't finish it, so I'm gonna finish that. Um, Game of Thrones, the whole, whole shebang. Same. Um, uh, Ender's Game. I've read the first book. I want to go through the rest of the series. Um, and then, uh, Corn of Thorn Roses. Um, then I have, like, some Agatha Christie ones. I think it's, like, Ooh. yeah. Some There's a lot of Cat Among Pigeons. Yeah. Um, because I have a bunch of random little ones like that. Cinder, I do want to read... Um, yeah, I think at least, like, I have 25 on my list. Oh, the rest of, um, Crazy Rich Asians, the, the last two books that are from the first one I do want to read, because I've read the first it's one. like, China was... Rich Girlfriend. Yeah. And I don't remember the title of the other it's one. It's, like, such a nice, like, funny, light read. Um, it's a good, like, mood booster, because I was reading that at the same time as I was reading Heartless, so... <laughs> It was good to go between the two, um, because the character in Crazy Rich Asians is much, uh, stronger than <laughs> Kath, so it was nice to have, like, somebody else to, um, who stood up for herself, um, while reading somebody who did not. But, um, yeah, at least, like, 25 books, and that's what I have on my bullet journal to fill out, and then throw some more in there if I get those done, so, yeah. Aaron. Um, well, I don't read as much as you guys. I don't have time because I Audio like to do it. all of the classes and all of the crafts and all of the, anything mm -hmm. I can think of to do besides read really is what I do, even though I love reading, so I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I have a stack of books at home. I'll be more prepared next time and bring them or write them down because I do not remember any of the author's names right now. But I would like to read, um, what is it, the Lunar The Lunar Chronicles. Chronicles. Yeah, like, so I want to read all of those books by Marissa Meyer. I just read A Court of Thorns and Roses, so I would like to so finish that series. So A Court of Mist and Fury is the second one. That's what I will be listening to on the 27th when my next Audible credit comes up. Um, but last year, was it two years ago? No, it was two years ago. I stumbled upon a book at a little bookstore in Arkansas called Bohemian Gospel, and it was by, like, a oh. local author out there, and I loved it, which I will have to let you guys borrow, yes. even though I looked at the Goodreads review, and it was, like, 3.8, which I loved this book, and it was the first book like mm -hmm. that I loved in a very long time that made me sit down and read a book since, I think, in college when I read the Hunger Games series. It's been that long since I wanted to just sit down and completely read a whole book. Yeah. Um, but the sequel came out last year, and I bought it. I pre-ordered it, and it's just been sitting in my room, having a time. It's called <laughs> The Devil's Bible. Um, so I would like to read that. I, Corey and I went to Main Street St. Charles, and I get a book at the bookstore there called Grim Lovelies. Um, I read mm. the first two chapters. It was interesting. So I want to read that. Go so. I think my goal is, since I'm on Audible, as long as I can afford it in mm -hmm. my budget to pay for it, I will do 
listen to at least one book a month that way. If I get my butt to the library to get a new library card, maybe I will also use Libby again because I used my free 30 days and they won't let me do it anymore. Um, yeah, I have a couple other random books. I have this one Alice in Wonderland spinoff book. I can't remember the name right now. My mom gave me last year for Christmas. It's about Alice when she's older. Oh. Like as an old woman thinking back on her time as Alice. Was it just a dream? Was it real? Was it not? I started reading that, and then I was like, Mom, this book's weird. And I put it down, but I think I do want to go back and read it. Give it a second chance. want to know. She was like, oh, I thought you'd like it. I was like, I don't know. I think it's going to be different than what I think, but I think it's probably good. I just need to give it a chance. And then I have, like, Tom DeLong came out with some Strange Time books. I have one of those. The first one. I bought that. That's sitting on my nightstand. I would stand. be interested to see just how he writes. Well, he he's <laughs> yeah. like co, like there's another okay. actual author and stuff, but it's like all inspired by him or something. Which I believe it just got a TV series oh. that TBS or someone just picked up. So, huh. y'all told me not to be obsessed with Tom DeLonge, and he's taken over the freaking world, and he's just right like... about the goddamn aliens, <laughs> and some people up there have been coming out about how he is right, so I mean, this I... is to everyone that made fun of me for the past 15 years of my life. I mean... He now has a business, multiple businesses, his own music, multiple he's... bands, books, TV, movies... He's won awards at film festivals. Come on, who thought any of this was going to happen? I mean, if anyone belongs on Angsty Book Club, it's probably Tom DeLonge. (laughs) We're going to buy him. Oh, that'd be great. Aaron's Aaron's eyes are (laughs) just lighting up. Tom DeLonge will be here. (laughs) Sponsored, Tom DeLonge. We're gonna actually we're gonna talk about Stephen Hawking's book. Everyone who listens to this, tag Tom DeLonge. Yes. In our Instagram and see what happens. Yeah. Test it out. Let's see cool. what happens. Yeah. Well. Oh, I was just gonna say, anybody who doesn't know about Libby. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Just since we brought up Libby, so if you have a um, library card of any sort, a new one, as we've learned from Aaron's old library card, it doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. Um, a new library card. If you download the app Libby, um, L I B B Y, um, you can put in your. For participating libraries. It's not everybody's library. Is it so through I'm... Overdrive? I don't know. I... I feel like Bobby Joe told me it was, but side note, Bobby Joe's my sister. I, I wonder know. if you can, because there's like <laughs> Bobby other, Joe's my sister. I've only used it with Overdrive, but there's other like digital e-media services that you can get through the library, but I've not like synced them up with Libby because I've never had to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Libby's just the app on, like, your phone. Um, So, yeah, if you download that, you can put in your library card number, um, pick your library, and then you can download free books and audiobooks like you would at the library, but you don't have to go to the library if you don't got time. Yeah, you could just stay inside your house, in your car. I love it because if I'm at the office and I'm not in a music mood and I'm not in the mood for a podcast or I just finished an audiobook, and I've, like, got to get the sequel and, like, keep going with the story, mm-hmm. I can hop on Libby and, you know, borrow whatever it is I need to, like, Instant gratification. Yes. Yeah. It's free, uh, which is the best part. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, that's all I want to say. Not sponsored again, but. By anyone. Libby is amazing. And free. So. Do it. Make your reading easier. 
And Reading is hard enough. Yeah. As I can tell you. Yeah, I've just get the audiobook, for you know? Years. <laughs> Burp. Burp again. Burp. Cool. A third time. And. Do we pick our book yeah. for next month? Yeah. Let's so do what, it. Yeah, what are we going to do with the, the book of the cast? I don't know. I mean, should we wait on a quarter of Thorns and Roses? Should we do like, a poll on our Instagram? What if they don't pick? What if one person picks? Then that one person gets to pick. Let's do so it. So either next month can be a court of thorns and roses, which Corey and I have already read. Chrissy need just to read needs it. to catch up. Um, you guys can also read the book of the month or book of the cast if you would like. Say it right. Then you can send us your thoughts to angstybookclub at gmail.com and maybe we will read your thoughts when we are discussing our own on said book. I want to see some sassy reviews of books, so please send them. Yes. yes. So I want to know what other people think about Heartless. I have too many feelings. Yes, let us know how you feel about Heartless as well. Um, so yeah, so it could be A Court of Thorns and Roses. Do you guys have suggestions? Um, I mean, A Game of Thrones would be one of mine. Yeah. For sure. I don't know if I can commit to trying to read those books. That's okay. They're and very long. Yeah. I mean, like, Crazy Rich Asian... I know it's super popular right now, but I think it was a really good read. Um, it was a good time for me. I just thought it was fun. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones would be a long one. I mean, I will throw Six of Crows in there. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be, like, one of the most incredible duologies in, like, the YA genre. But it is told from different character perspectives, from what I understand, at least. I have Different chapters? Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I, at least from what I understand, like, every chapter is kind of told from a different point of view. And it's, like, these six characters that are, like, Can trying to pull the back off of the book? a heist. Sure. Sure, let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right. It says, Ketterdom, a bustling hub of international trade where anything can be had for the right price. And no one knows that better than the criminal prodigy of Kaz Brecker. Kaz is offered a chance at a deadly heist that could make him rich beyond his wildest dreams. But he can't pull it off alone. And then it has an ellipses and like a list of, of his team. Okay. A convict with a thirst for revenge. A sharpshooter who can't walk away from a wager. A runaway with a privileged past. A spy known as a wraith. As the wraith. A heart render... Using her magic to survive the slums. A thief with a gift for unlikely escapes. Kaz's crew are the only ones who might stand between the world and destruction if they don't kill each other first. So, it's supposed to be incredible. So, like I said, this one's definitely on my TBR for next month. Might be the first one I pick up after the And year. there's magic in it, so. Right. What else? I mean. That's part of our. If it doesn't have magic, then you won't read it. Sure. Pretty much. I mean, we can always do, like, a pull. Is, I assume there's love in it, too. Oh, yeah. Love and magic. There's gotta be love in it. That's what I want. Me. I want devastating love stories. There's gotta be love, but I it doesn't have to get all raunchy, like a book I recently read. So, hey, Glenn's Hi. here. If you were on a website and you had to pick between the categories dog and cat, what would the heading of that be? Dog or cats. Cats or dogs? Cats or cats? Cats rule. Dogs drool. 
But like it's raining cats there could and also dogs. Be like ferrets in that category too. Adaptable animal pets. I love animals. Wait, uh, what is the like species? You are not making the any species sense. make sense. Yeah. For okay, is it for adopt adoption? Yes. Species. Yeah. Thank you. Creatures. Creatures. Aaron, is this okay? Do you agree? A species is fine. Do you still want it to be cats rule, dogs mm -hmm. rule? Yeah. <laughs> No? Yes, I do. You could put mostly cats and other Most animals. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, You're welcome. We're going to keep that in. So please check out our Instagram for so the poll so you can vote Six of Crows, A Court of Thorns and Roses, or To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Please let us know soon, though, because Six of Crows is like, I don't know how many pages. It's pretty thick. It's Yeah, it's a it's over, thick <laughs> it's over 400 pages. Um, so definitely going to want to put this on high on our, our read lists if um, this one is going to be the one. So The one. I'll be the one. Yeah, so I guess um, we'll, you pick, we'll read it, you also read it, then we'll talk about it. You can email us your thoughts. Yeah, I want to know so what you guys think about Heartless. we can read your thoughts. Do you want to tell them the email, Erin? The email, again, I will say, is angstybookclub at gmail.com. Not society. Club. It was a club before it was a society. Because, yeah. We had some hard decisions to make. All right. Should we? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Is that a wrap? Is All right. That... Peace out, home slice. Thanks for joining us for the Angsty Book Club Society. Podcast one. Podcast one. Um, good readings to all. <laughs> <laughs>